me now, listen to me now. I'm lasting 20 rounds. And if you want me, then come on, get me now. Oh, that was so worth it just to see you dance to Missy Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you know I would dance or did you suspect I would dance? I, I mean, you can't not dance. I only I know, suspected that's... you would dance because I did. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I mean, that... I... Who wrote her? Like who? Who did the beats for her? Those beats go hard. <laughs> I, I there and I think that's the coolest part about Missy Elliott is that she just didn't sound like anything at the time. Yeah, like it felt very weird and strange, but like you vibed with it. And her cadence was crazy. I don't know. Yeah, God, Missy Elliott fucking rules. <laughs> I completely agree. And I, I mostly just wanted to play that because it's a great song, number one. Number yeah, two, yeah. Um, I just thought it would be super funny, completely random. Um, and then number three, the news came out this week. She was inducted to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Or she's on the nomination. Okay, so she's nominated. She's on the ballot to be inducted for the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, What's your what's your takes on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Um I try to look at it more as a museum. Um have you been Have to you the ever Rock been? Ro- I've not been. <laughs> have you? <laughs> Sorry, that was so that, cute. Yeah, we were just like, have you been over? <laughs> um so I have been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And going to the Rock and Roll cuz it's in Ohio, mm-hmm. can't, Cleveland. Can't, Canton. Oh wait, no, Cleveland. Sorry, oh. Canton, Ohio. Why? Why do we have the football Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That is true. That's not fair. Indiana has nothing. <laughs> we have no <laughs> Hall of Fames. Yeah, the Corn Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't know this for a fact, but it would. It just seems right. I'm sure Indiana has some sort of basketball Hall of Fame because that is a very big thing here. Yes, um, uh, I I believe Indiana pretty much is credited as being the birthplace of basketball. Um, so you have that. We got that. So that's, that's nice. <laughs> Although I think people kind of dispute it. So yeah, yeah kind of very well could be. <laughs> um, no, I, I look at, I look at the rock and roll hall of fame as less of like the hall of fame per se, and more of, of, of like a museum. Like mm-hmm. it's a cataloging of all these, cause you have to meet all these criteria and have been around for a certain amount of time. There's a bunch of criteria, um, that I don't remember very well. Yeah, I actually have it pulled up because I was kind of curious. Um, oh, okay. You yeah. have to have been doing music at least 25 years. Um, you have to... Where was it? Yeah, there's some impact that you have to make. Like, yeah, that I, I do recall it, it. it's worded a very odd way. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay, so he or she has, has to have been active in the music industry for at least 25 years. They had to have had a major impact on the industry. Um, once a nomination happens, a group of music fraternities vote for them, and over 600 people working in the mu- music industry are given the ballot list for voting. So, yeah. yeah. It so, seems kind of a gray area. Yeah, and I think that's the only thing. I mean, I think... I have a little bit more respect for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame over something like the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have very high opinions on the Grammys, um, but I but I think I, I I think there's a historical aspect that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tries to do, uh, which is like when when I have went, I think I've went twice, and that is a big part of it, and that's a really exciting part because it is awesome to just see like oh here's like. 
a drum set from this guy and here's drumsticks and here's a guitar and here's this outfit from Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix and stuff. I mean, it is really cool. You're very close to it. That is kind of cool. But also you could see that stuff if you go to a hard rock cafe. <laughs> I, I would question whether anything at the hard rock cafe is real. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> but true. But I, I think that's, I think in the rock and roll hall of fame, it's, definitely treated with more reverence than a hard sure. rock cafe um that i mean that is true i i can't necessarily argue um i've i've but that's funny i've been to the rock and roll hall of fame it sounds like you've been to a hard rock cafe i have never been to a hard rock i am cafe. a big fan of hard rock cafes i will go any chance i get i love paying 15 dollars for a plate of fries while i'm looking at a probably replica of eric clapton's stratocaster yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would go into a hard rock cafe and immediately be like, where's Bruce Willis? <laughs> where's Schwarzenegger? Where's Stallone? It was Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and Bruce Willis, I want to say, that were like the three main hard rock cafe guys. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Bru- they- Bruce, Bruce Willis did a set at like a grand opening of one, you know, where he just sang yeah he's a musician hang on a second i've got i've got his album on vinyl right here (laughs) have i showed you this i i think i think so because we've talked about it because we both knew about this you you have uh consistently seemed more interested than i because i've heard it and i don't i don't think it's very good (laughs) it is not i can't find it i got too much shit but yep he's put out an album i it's it's fine (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, he, there's a lot of harmonica. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I, I kind of liken the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to like the Oscars, but like with a little bit more respect, because I don't yeah. really care who's like winning awards and stuff like that. I mean, I think if that's what the musician cares about, then by all means, they deserve an award. But so here's I pulled up the 2023 induction list because uh, the nominee list, because this came out this past week. Um, so Kate Bush, probably because of Stranger Things good on her um cheryl crow missy elliott um iron maiden joy division they're Sin- not see okay sorry this is where <laughs> the rock and roll maiden yeah the yeah, rock and roll hall I of thought. fame gets a lot of stuff a lot of stuff wrong iron maiden isn't there yet no apparently not that's mind-blowing to me <laughs> mind-blowing oh you just wait uh george michael Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine. Willie Nelson isn't in it? Willie Nelson is not in it. What? <laughs> wow. I mean, like, what is... It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, though. He's... But, I mean, obviously, they. it's not just the rock genre, because there are a lot of people on here that aren't rock musicians. Yeah, it's but that, pop music. I feel like yeah. that used to be kind of a prerequisite, right? Maybe not so much anymore. What, for being a rock band? Yeah, I mean, when is the first like non-rock band that they inducted to the to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, that is a good question, and I honestly don't know. However, I, I think there's a thing that we forget because rock has so many subgenres For now. For sure, yeah. In like the '70s, in particular, rock music was kind of anything that wasn't really religious, like pop. <laughs> That's fair. It, it was always called pop rock. Mm-hmm. Like it was pop music, popular music, and rock music. 
you know, and blues and jazz and everything was more of a subculture. Yeah. So I, I have to remind myself of that because like a pop artists were, weren't necessarily considered rock, but rock artists were kind of considered pop. Mm -hmm. So they weren't, I, I don't think there was a big line in the sand and I don't think that happened until pop music divulged into its whole entity and so did rock music and i think yeah. finally i don't think that happened until like mid 80s with like hair metal and shit but yeah anyways but but i see so, your yeah. point the other people on the ballot for this year are so willie nelson rage against the machine Soundgarden. um oh that would be cool and sad cool. if Soundgarden yeah, got in totally um the spinners a tribe called quest <laughs> um the They're white stripes no huh neither okay. are the white stripes and oh. warren zavon <laughs> you're due you're man Whoa, let's go Warren. <laughs> i kind of get him not being in there because he's not a huge but he wow yeah that's yeah. cool i would love to see him get in is he alive uh i don't know <laughs> I'm, a, I'm gonna pull that up real quick i'm deadly curious but anyways but yeah, man, I think that's. It. I think I think it could be kind of cool to obviously see like the Soundgarden obviously deserves it. Um, what I would really like to happen is the White Stripes to be inducted because if they do, like, because normally when you're inducted, don't you like show like put on a little show, play play a few songs, dude? How cool would it be if Meg White came back? I don't. I know this uh. is so insane and it's never gonna happen but like what better opportunity for her to like just just play one or two songs like reunite mac and uh, meg and jack white for their induction to the rock and roll hall of fame that would be be so cool that would be pretty fucking dope yeah there's two routes that happen basically either the band that's getting inducted they they pretty much always do a set, but there's a lot of other bands and other artists that yeah. will do like covers and odes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, w- Warren Zavon, by the way, died in 2003, so he is dead. Uh, so okay. he would be. Gotcha. And I think they induct more than one person, but if it's like a post-humus or whatever it's called award, yeah. um, it, it depends. Sometimes they'll induct people and they won't have a big to do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember one that I don't think anybody really cared or paid. Steve Miller got inducted a few years back. Yeah, by the White Stripes. The White or no, the Black Keys. Sorry, the Black Keys announced Steve Miller and they had this legendary beef that was ridiculous. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, there's like Steve Miller band. Like Steve Miller went on howard stern show to talk shit about the rock and roll hall of fame and basically after he got inducted he talked shit about them that it took them so long to to induct him into the hall of fame and then he was also taught in doing so he also started talking shit about the black keys because he was pissed that they're the ones that like announced him and brought him up on stage because he had no idea who they were and he thought that he deserved more than having this random no-name band the black keys announce him into the hall of fame Man, that's a bummer because I really like Steve Miller. Oh, that is a bad look, my guy. He's had a few good songs, but he is a douchebag. Yeah, he, uh, that's what it is. Yeah, it just sounds like a douchebag. And like, all right, man, yeah. you're kind of okay. Like, I, I like, I love Steve Miller, and I do think he's a really, really, really creative and cool guitarist. But yeah, tone it down, bud. Yeah, completely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, your um, band i remember you being the steve miller band yeah exactly they did some heavy lifting <laughs> for you bud i don't remember uh, your solo album 
Nice. Wait, Remember that drinking? sound? You drinking a beer? I'm drinking a beer. I, I'm, I'm drinking a Rolling Rock. And sorry, I didn't prep you for this. I didn't want to talk about it beforehand because we've had some thoughts on on, on beer uh, on the podcast because we used to have a <laughs> segment where we reviewed beer and um, we thought it was a responsible thing to not do that anymore, which I agree with. But I also think that, you know, if we want to drink beer, we, we can. We we shouldn't force ourselves to every episode, but you know it's the second episode of a double header. I'm kicking it, dude. All right, dude. Well, you know what is you know what my thought is on beer. What's that? Is that you know what my thought is on beer? <laughs> What's your thought? That I fucking need one. All right, I'm, <laughs> go get one. All right, I'm getting one. I'm <laughs> I'll warm them up. <laughs> my wife gonna be mad. <laughs> it's almost noon. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh yeah, beer bros, <laughs> beer bros. What you got? What you what you drinking? <laughs> what you we just do two frisky questions accidentally. <laughs> fall back into old habits. Uh, old habits I got I got a Bud Weiser. Oh, good call, good call. I might edit that out. <laughs> I kind of regret doing the Budweiser thing. <laughs> Oh, was that from the commercial? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, lean into it enough, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm one that shows my age for sure. What's up? What's up? <laughs> See, now we both showed our age. Yeah. Oh man, I, I will admit that's one of my favorite part about the Power Hours is the actual is the commercials. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, I love the those. ones. Yeah, the ones that do that, man. It's it's a it's a mind fuck. Yeah, man, you should uh, you should do yourself a favor and uh, get super high and watch '90s YouTube or watch YouTube videos about just '90s commercials. '80s and '90s commercials are so much fun. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> very true. I think my favorite subsect of that is '90s toy commercials. Oh my god, yes, because they always <laughs> like, oh, we're so bored, and somebody <laughs> kicks open a door. <laughs> like guitar solo and it's like oh what's that and it's like oh it's the fucking super soaker extreme extreme murder your friends with water <laughs> yeah that those are my favorite i just i get why like i'm <laughs> my brain is gobbledygook because as a kid i was like mom <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> I would like that, please. <laughs> Look at how much ever... fun they're having. I want that. I want that, Mom. <laughs> give me your credit card. <laughs> um, all right, we're, we're going to do a little two friends, three questions here. We're going to go on a tangent. Did you ever see a commercial? Because in the 90s, it was hard boy, girl. Your boy, yeah. does mm-hmm. guitar solos and <laughs> you know pop-ins happening a lot? Yep. Uh, girls had a, a <laughs> like it would be like on a fucking piano would be like the do 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 yeah doo-doo. yeah colorful a lot of colors a lot of pink a lot of a lot of pink a lot yeah. of flowers unicorns <laughs> did you ever see a commercial for a girl's toy that you were kind of like hmm like that you just that you didn't want but you were kind of intrigued by easy bake oven man come on have you seen me do you know me do you know how badly I wanted an Easy Bake Oven? <laughs> Did you never? I had an Easy Bake Oven. Did you never get one? 
No, not really. I mean, probably because, number one, it was a girl's toy. Girl's toy, quote unquote, because apparently only girls can bake. And then number two, I think my parents were just being smart. They saw the trajectory (laughs) that I was going down. And they're like, no, I don't think he needs the ability to to bake cookies via a light bulb. (laughs) Yeah, of his own free volition, (laughs) alone, unsupervised. Uh, I don't know if that's what happened, but probably. And they were probably right for it. Fair, fair. That's pretty funny. (laughs) That's about the only one I could think of. What what about you? (laughs) Well, I was a little bit older, so I guess maybe, like, I had had already sort of started to fall into, like, being rebellious to be like, I don't want a monster truck. Fuck you, Dad. Uh, That that kind of thing (laughs) where I was like, I don't want to like what boys like. You remember uh, Polly Pocket? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Polly Pocket, and I think this was more in the aughts, but Polly Pocket did this thing where you can... It, it may not have been Polly Pocket. If anybody knows, let me know. Um, but there would be these toys, and they would be in like this little capsule, and you would open up the capsule, and it would be this whole scene. So everything was kind of small and miniature, but you could like keep getting accessories mm. and other scenes that you could like connect together. And create this whole world, but it was at a scale where it kind of felt like a diorama, which I, because I have a a thing with dioramas. I've actually, (laughs) as a child, I made dioramas of my own free volition before I understood what a diorama was. You are the only person in the history of the world that said, I have a thing with dioramas. (laughs) 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 Probably. Um, You can only hear it here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) But it was really cool because, like, it kind of gave you freedom where you didn't have to make it, like, sensical. You could, like, just make it really wacky and crazy and integrate all the stuff. And there was accessories and purses and shit and beauty supplies. And I was like... I, I just remember watching it and just kind of having a thought of like, hmm, I'd play with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm like, that sounds fun. <laughs> well, I kind of want to do that. Can I do that? Like, you know, so it just, I had that thought. I was like, I remember there was a couple girl toys where I was like, that looks pretty fun. I don't think I would hate playing with that. I wish it wasn't pink, but I would probably yeah. play with it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I blame... Polly Pocket for my feminism. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean I don't. I don't blame you at all, man. Just the marketing is all fucked up because like girls get like the girls' toys got like Easy Bake Ovens and Polly Pockets, where the boys are like, "Uh, play with this truck, drive around, do manual labor, do 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 train for this job that you're probably going to have in twenty years." (laughs) I (laughs) right, yeah, it's onboard training. Um. I, I do think that when that started, I, I never really believed it was completely sinister. I think it was just toy execs like trying their yeah. best. Like, well, boys like this stuff, girls like this stuff. Mm-hmm. The issue, I think, came more... I think marketing had a lot to do with it because I think it made parents feel like... Well, I don't know. I think the collective conscious kept everybody in a, in a gender role. You know what I mean? I, they weren't allowed to stray. Like, if you let your son play with an Easy Bake Oven, you were open-minded. Right. <laughs> which is a very strange thought in 2023. <laughs> so I would like to remind younger people, we've come a long way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, actually, so I was telling you about the David Bowie thing earlier. My dad is actually going. Um, oh. And uh, I thought that was kind of open-minded for him. Not that my dad is, like, closed-minded, but I just definitely didn't think that he would be a Bowie fan. And he was like, yeah, I like some of his stuff. And, you know, I would also like to hang out with you guys, too, which is probably more of the reason he's going to go. Sure. But, um, you know, just the the type of, like, androgyny and uh, androgynous type of stuff that David Bowie was into. I never I never pegged my, my dad for a Bowie fan and he's probably not again but still open-minded enough to go yeah no I think that's really cool and it, and it does sound like he's open-minded like he he's like I, well I'm not gonna go see some andro- androgynous <laughs> freak you know like he's just like yeah I like Bowie you know he's probably not like a Bowie guy right but he's like no I dig Bowie and whatever you know I yeah. think you know I, I think it shows more by not caring than being like, well, I have to support David Bowie. He's androgynous. Right. (laughs) But hey, my dad is also a huge Styx fan, and my dad kind of got me into Kiss. So (laughs) Fair. I think that Kiss... Can can you believe that Kiss was cool at one point? Oh my god, absolutely I can. I I, loved Kiss when I was a kid. uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to say they're not cool. (laughs) I'm just saying now I will say their gimmick hasn't quite aged well because I do. I actually, I okay. I like Kiss, but barely. I've never (laughs) liked Kiss that much because they turned their band into a fucking toy line. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And they made a lot of money. You know what? We're going really deep here. At least we're going deep about music and not. <laughs> that's Good the point. that's the that's the topic of the podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this is not a Polly Pocket podcast. This is <laughs> <laughs> true. Okay, sorry. Um, no, I it, I I just I look at Kiss now and I just kind of laugh because yeah, in the eighties it well, it, bl- it blew people's mind, but nowadays I'm just like, what? Why is Gene Simmons a demon? Freely's a star cat this is stupid <laughs> for sure <clears throat> and also right now you have the context of knowing that like gene simmons is just kind of a piece of shit anyway yeah so he's, he's that a, kind of harms the yeah, the, the image <laughs> but no man uh i i think uh they were brilliant for their time they were the kind of the first yeah. to go all out with the face paint um really uh you know uh, an insane clown posse of their time if you will <laughs> sure sure i have probably an equal amount of respect for both Kiss and Insane Cloud Posse. Actually, you know what? No, I respect Insane Cloud Posse more. Oh, yikes. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, that's I'm... A, that's I, a bold statement. I kind of fuck with Insane Cloud Posse. It's very complicated. And we cannot go into it now. Oh, I want to so bad, though. We'll do an episode on Insane Cloud Posse. That will be our first okay. deep dive. Perfect. We'll listen to the whole catalog. <laughs> absolutely fucking not you can't get (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right well then let's get into the actual topic then if you want to jeez yeah god sorry i just that went uh, that went a lot of branches that was if if you haven't listened to two friends three questions that that's what happened every episode so if you like that (laughs) we got a bunch of that material for you um all right I'm running this shit show today, Mitch. So there was something that I really wanted to talk about. So actually from the onset of us talking about doing uh, The Vinyl Frontier, I had 
one thing that I was really excited about that I thought would be really interesting. Turns out a little bit less interesting than I thought it would be. However, I'm sure between the two of us, like I, I think you're going to vibe with what I have to say. Okay. So today, I wanted to talk about the Grand Theft Auto series of video games, but I wanted to talk about the music within them. Perfect, yes. So, baseline, have you played any of the Grand Theft Auto games? What is your experience? In, in passing, I never owned a Grand Theft Auto game. Um, and the only times I had played them, I was very young, probably too young to be playing them. Um, whenever I went over to like a cousin's house or something and they had it. And, um, I remember it being really fun because you got to drive cars around, literally do whatever you want. I get the appeal of Grand Theft Auto. And, um, actually I still feel like I would be into it. Actually, my, my brother, I think was weirdly into it even as of like a few years ago. I shouldn't say weirdly, but like my brother's not a big video gamer, but I specifically remember him going like, dude, I'm obsessed with this Grand Theft Auto game. And I'm like, he's not a gamer, but he he loves it. So yeah, yeah. But I never I never really got into it. I never owned it or anything like that. Well, yeah, your parents wouldn't even buy you an easy bake oven. I doubt they're buying you a fucking Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Kill little bitchel. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Kill prostitutes. Um, which I I gotta I gotta hop on this one video game tangent. There aren't that many prostitutes in the game. <laughs> they really pitched it as like there's just seas of prostitutes you could drive drive over, and there's not. Drive there's over. normal people. That you could run over. That's a majority of the people. Not oh, yeah. everyone is a prostitute, but fucking Tipper Gore was out there, like you know. <laughs> Actually, I, no, that's sorry. That was a bad. Probably made me look stupid. That was the '80s with the the explicit tag. Anyways, I am an avid Grand Theft Auto guy. I have played one, two, three. Vice City, San Andreas, and I've well, I didn't beat the first two. I play. They used to be two D games. I've played from mm-hmm. the two D era. I had wow. Grand Theft Auto one and two on PlayStation. Uh, I played Grand Theft Auto three, Vice City, San Andreas. I didn't actually ever play Grand Theft Auto four because the driving was ass, mm-hmm. and I'm I I never got into it because of that. And I definitely have played Grand Theft Auto five. I'm actually replaying Grand Theft Auto five. So I've already beat that. I'm sorry. I'm really burpy. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm playing through it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what do you? I I I I know you don't want to spend too much time on this, but what do you do no, to beat bad. the game? Are there different like challenges and stuff that you have to do? Oh, there's a whole there's a whole story. Yeah, there's a story. Okay. Yeah, there's a start <laughs> and end to the story. Um, but the the part that keeps you kind of coming back or even playing past that story is just all the sandbox elements. There's mm-hmm. There's vehicle stunt challenges. You can actually, I think, in every game in the 3D era, actually, even actually even in one and two, if you steal a police car, you can actually go on missions as a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could do that with an ambulance. Yeah, it's it's endless. It's a big giant. That's super ambulance. fun. Yeah, yeah. But there's but there is a start and end to the story in each game. So there's a place to start from and a place to end. Um. But what I mainly wanted to talk about was the music. So the title I said was GTA Soundtracks, but that's not accurate. I'm not talking about the soundtrack because the soundtrack primarily involves the score Mm. um, because Grand Theft Auto games do have a score. Um, 
And then also sometimes artists like for Grand Theft Auto Five, I want to say Dr. Dre just like put out a little EP that were just songs for the game and about the game. That's cool. So (laughs) the thing that bummed me out when I started doing the research for this episode, I'm a little bit out of practice researching. So I couldn't really find anything that was super mind blowing that would have really blown your world. Um, But there is a couple things that I think you'll be really interested to talk about. So that's kind of where I'm starting. So, um, but I'm not talking about the soundtracks. What I want to talk about is the radio stations in the game. So in every Grand Theft Auto game, you're running around, you beat up a guy, you steal his car, you hop in the car, <laughs> and there is radio stations that you can listen to. So That's I want to talk sweet. about that music. Okay, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> so... <clears throat> One thing that I think is really cool and Rockstar and Grand Theft Auto should get all the praise in the world is that music is like an integral part of the games. I forget sometimes, but in cutscenes and a lot of stuff that's happening in the game, there's always music. There's always a song indicative of the time period you're in playing, hmm. um, which is really interesting to me. Like they they really pay a lot of attention to the music in these games. And I think that's what makes it very real, and it helps flesh out this world. Yeah, gotcha. <clears throat> so, I'm gonna kind of skip. <laughs> what are you? Looking no, I was. At? I was sorry. I was looking at the the. There's a Grand Theft Auto Vice City playlist on Spotify, and it looks just so much fun. I can't believe that all of these songs are in it. Um, it must have some sort of '80s theme. <laughs> so yeah, don't look too much because we're getting uh, there. Okay, okay, okay. No, you're you're good, but we're yeah. I, I, Vice oh, City, I'm going to talk about the most because that was my favorite as a kid, and it's still my yeah. favorite now. I just gotcha beat it a couple months back. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to skip the 2D era because while I did play those, they're okay. They're not anything genre defined. So we're going to skip ahead to Grand Theft Auto Three. That. It was a fucking mind melt as a kid that I got to run around with a fucking bazooka and blow pe- I mean, it was <laughs> goopy goblin gamer brain. You know what I mean? It was just awesome. So in Grand Theft Auto 3, they included 56 songs that could be wow. played on the radio. Okay. And, and yes, this was PS2 era. So I'll talk about the console on each. Um, here's the radio station. So there's head radio, which was pop and rock. Uh, Double Clef FM, which was classical. K-Jaw, which was dub and reggae. Sweet. Rise FM, which was trance and house music. Lips 106, which was pop and top 40. Also, very good radio station names. Like, these (laughs) sound all real. (laughs) Uh, Game Radio, which was hip-hop and gangster rap. Uh, MSX FM, which was drum and bass. Flashback 95.6, which was 80s pop, and Chatterbox FM, which was a talk radio station. <laughs> and That's awesome. They wrote like an entire script, and they did this for every other Grand Theft Auto, where there's an entire, like probably couple hours worth of material of like a, a fake like talk radio <laughs> show. Wow, that's insane. And it's pretty much where my sense of humor comes from. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my best example is how, how they do with the writing in Vice City. 
there's the the metal radio station or the metal rock uh, radio station is V-Rock. It's hosted by a guy named Laszlo who was actually in every Grand Theft Auto game after that. And his actual name is Laszlo, by the way. Um, but there's this really funny bit when he's when it would be like, you're listening to V-Rock. And he's like, all right, when we're back, we're going to hit the phones really hard with our heads. Yeah. And then it will just like play Slayer. And it, it just to this day makes me laugh every time um so i looked into the music in grand theft auto 3 um grand theft auto 3 did not have a whole lot of licensed music i looked it up i didn't know any of these people i didn't know any of the names Mm -hmm. the only ones i knew was the classical station (laughs) yeah so they did actually have mozart and beethoven and like wagner or whatever so not super interesting to talk about but really interesting Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to skip to, so we'll go to the next game that came out, which was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. So we're going to spend a little bit more time here because I know this one the best. I have played this game since I was like 11 years old. <laughs> so, um, it, it is definitely one of my top video games. So Vice City had 103 songs. Jeez. on the radio station <laughs> so that so that's kind of already my point right like these guys spent that much time and that much money getting the licensing for the for this music yeah. and to include a hundred and, and these you only hear them when you're in a vehicle that's awesome <laughs> music doesn't play when you're just running around this is Ooh. just on the radio stations in the vehicles wow (laughs) like and there's 103 and and the whole game has a score like it's the amount of music that are in these games is insane and that's why i have to kind of blow by stuff really quickly because i can't talk about it all (laughs) um so vice city had these radio stations okay so it had wild style which was hip-hop electronic uh flash fm which was pop k chat which was a talk station um, Fever 105, which was disco and soul. V-Rock, which is hard rock and heavy metal. Uh, VCPR, which is Vice City Public Radio, which a- was actually a politics talk show. Oh my God, that's great. Yeah, that one's pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, Radio Espotanzo was Latin jazz and mambo. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's there's a couple kind of annoying songs on that, but there's a couple good ones. Uh, Emotion 98. Point three soft pop power ballads in wave 103 new wave and synth pop so these are all fake i just want to emphasize Uh (laughs) that these are just fake radio stations but to me they sound totally legitimate and i'm just really impressed by that so for vice city i'm just gonna read you some of these artists that are on the soundtrack and i'm not even i'm 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 this is not all of them at all okay i this is barely half (laughs) Herbie Hancock, Af- Africa Bambata, Two wow. Live Crew, Run DMC, Hall and Oates, Michael Jackson, NXS, Yes, The Pointer Sisters, wow. Rick James, Cool <laughs> in the Gang, Ozzy Osbourne, Slayer, Megadeth, Judas Priest, Kate Bush. Wow. And I listened to the song and I fucking knew it. And I was like, holy shit, full circle. I've been listening <laughs> to Kate Bush for a long time, apparently. Yeah, right. Ario Speedwagon, Toto, Gary Newman, The Human League, Blondie. Wow. That and I'm I'm telling you, Mitch, that's barely twenty five percent of the artist. I it blows my mind that 
because I'm assuming they had to pay a shit ton of royalties f- to those artists. I would assume that for for just the sole purpose to have something to listen to while you're driving in a car. Like, right yeah that's so crazy because like when i think of like video game soundtracks um there are many soundtracks that have like 15 to 20 songs that's all we're gonna do um which is like that's respectable like that that's awesome a hundred though over a hundred and they paid royalties for all of them and not not just any like no name band royalties like michael jackson yeah yeah <laughs> I, I that this list blew me away like the Pointer Sisters, Kate Bush, yeah. Run DMC too. Like I mean, it's just. And Vice City is set in the '80s. It's like a big Ooh, parody of like so cool. Miami Vice, Scarface. There's a yeah. lot of Scarface in there. <laughs> I bet. Um, a big homage to all that. But what's also so cool is that they'll script out certain events. Like if you go on a mission, it they'll put a certain song that they'll script to have the radio play for you to really kind of like get you into the mood mm-hmm. and one of my favorite ones is you end up like chasing a guy down on on like a crotch rocket and you're both on those those like uh you know motorcycles you're running around and it's playing uh and i run i run <laughs> so far away uh-huh. you know and you're That's driving awesome. through like this neon lit <laughs> you know like you know miami city kind of vibe and it just like i fucking loved it as a kid and also I genuinely think, Mitch, this was my musical education. I can see that. <laughs> is Grand Theft Auto games. Because I listened to V-Rock over and over again. And that was all the metal stuff and rock. Um, but I did listen to a lot of the wild style. And I listened to some of the pop stuff. So I kind of got this weird crash course in 80s music <laughs> from a fucking video game. <laughs> That's so cool. And it kept happening because... Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is set in the 90s. So Ooh. the same thing fucking happened with 90s music. And I'm like, is is this why I like even know who Africa Bambata <laughs> is? Is like this how? Because like I, it just feels like my musical education was the radio stations and Grand Theft Auto games. I mean, I can definitely see that, yeah. <laughs> Which is really wild. So there's one last thing I want to talk about with Vice City. Um, so there was a fictional band and grand theft auto vice city they were called love fist oh that's so badass (laughs) and they're these four dudes from england and they're all like just absolutely just parodies of 80s hair metal Mm -hmm. like every stereotype you could think of so here's some of their songs um and it's in their full songs and some of them are kind of (laughs) good so there's a song called fist fury Dangerous Bastard, um, and Fist Till Morning. <laughs> and they're as dumb as they sound. That's amazing. But they're kind of awesome. But one thing that's really cool, and I, I this, when I was younger, and it hap- I forgot about it, because they, they came out with the definitive trilogy of Grand Theft Auto. So they remastered three Vice City and San Andreas, the, the mm. big PS2 games. So they uh, remastered those. So I, I actually went back and I, I played Vice City because it's my favorite. And there was this detail that I totally forgot. When you start the game, there's only two Love Fist songs unlocked. So you only hear those two on the radio station. Then as you progress further in the game, there's a part where you actually get to do missions for the band. 
So you go meet them at the studio and you like drive their limo around for them. And there's like a crazed fan who's trying to kill him. So you help like track him down and kill him. When you do all that, it unlocks two more songs that start to play on the radio. So, but you never will get those unless you do the missions for the band. Oh, okay. So that's awesome. Both as a kid and a 30 year old man, that blew my mind. Like that was so fucking cool. And and when you would hear the new song come on, you'd be like, "Yeah, I did that." And like, I don't know. I th- I thought that was a really fucking cool detail. It's a fake fucking band, Mitch. They're <laughs> it's they have a biography that exists. And it's just a fake band. And I think it's <laughs> one dude did the voices for all four of them. That's amazing. I was actually looking at I, I searched Love Fist on Discogs, and unfortunately, there have not been any official releases, but I'm sure, I'm sure there's, there's a... got to be some bootlegs out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it exists, and I would absolutely uh, fucking love to have that. That would be so cool. Yeah, it's, I, we'll have to look up a song when we're done so you can just hear yeah. what they sound like. Okay. Um. So that was a bulk of everything. What I did want to do is... Okay, so after Vice City, San Andreas, right? San Andreas is very much like Boys in the Hood, uh, movies like that. That's what it's really influenced by. It's set in like the early 90s. Uh, 155 songs. Wow. Then uh, we skip ahead to GTA 4, which I kind of forget what era that was set in. Because like I said, that is one I never played. But 206 songs on just radio station. Are you ready? GTA 5, the most recent Grand Theft Auto game, has, just talking about songs on the radio stations, I just want to make that very clear, (laughs) 441 songs. That is insane. That's fucking... (laughs) And I I believe it, and you want to know why? Every time I play Grand Theft Auto 5, I never hear the same song twice in a gaming session. I've played for multiple (laughs) hours and not heard the same song come on the radio. Wow. <laughs> and it has everything, dude. It's got Schoolboy school Q, Kendrick's on there. Um, it's got, like, the avalanches. Which, Whoa. Yeah, it's got the avalanches. <laughs> it's got, like, fucking Black Flag and the Misfits. And then it's got, like, dude, it is insane, the amount of music in that video game. Yeah. I uh there's this there's a Spotify playlist for it and it's kind of insane. It's wild. Man. And it's completely random. Polish girl neon Indian, that is the one of the most indie hipster songs that I've ever heard that nobody knows who neon Indian is except for me and apparently Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um no, that's like that's exactly it, dude. And and there's and there's hipsters like there's actually a hipster radio station on there. <laughs> so the DJ will out. be like uh the DJ will be like Hey, I don't know if anybody heard, but uh, you know, Victor's Tacos food truck is going to be down at the you know the brass rail <laughs> on Tuesday night. Uh, uh, just look out for Phil; he'll be the one puking in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, it's just shit like that, and, and it'll like go on. Like, does anybody know yeah. where I could get a new typewriter? And it will be like just <laughs> digs like that. Like, so I, I guess I'll sum this up kind of quickly. I kind of just wanted to give you all this information and then kind of get your opinion or your reaction to it. But I I guess I just wanted to point out that like, there is a lot of time, care, attention, money, 
put into just the songs that play on the radio when you steal a car in a game about stealing cars. So maybe it's logical. I just was really surprised because I think, and I think it's part of the success of those games. I think Mm -hmm. if you remove that, it's just like any other video game. Sure. So this was an example, in my opinion, of music actually taking an art form and elevating it higher. If you, it's like Star Wars and uh, John Williams. If you separate them, neither one of them are as good. Mm-hmm. So that, but that's how I feel about these Grand Theft Auto games and the music involved. Yeah, they put a lot of work into it, and that's insane. Um, I love that there's so much music, and they went all out to pay the royalties for and just put so much thought into having like radio djs i think that's what kind of like blows my mind the most like the besides the music they had they created these fake backstories for a band that doesn't exist and these you know disc jockeys that aren't real but they're providing some like very realistic like morning radio like when you're driving to work in the morning this is the shit you're gonna hear yeah that's so insane that they thought of that (laughs) yeah no that's that's and i just thought this was like a cool way to like talk about this because like it's yeah it's about the game and i could go on and on about the games but i i think the kind of like 80 percent of why i love the games is the music like if i see san andreas i think about that was the first the first time i heard allison chain's rooster was from san andreas Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. And I remember being on a dirt bike, just going through mountains, and it just, yeah, they come to snuff the rooster. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, <laughs> who's Alice and James? <laughs> so- Allison who? Yeah. Allison What's her last who? name? Chains. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an Elvis Castel- uh, uh, Costello song. <laughs> Allison, your dad hated Elvis Costello. <laughs> Fuck dad. All right. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, flashback. Uh, anyways, um, so, yeah. So, that's really all I had. Um, is, is there any, I, I think a good way to wrap this up, is there any video game that you, because this is all about me and my experience, Grand Theft Auto. No, I love it. I, I love it. Uh, um, is there any video game, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be dramatic. I'm not going to be dramatic. It's not funny. What video was there a video game that you had a similar musical experience with? Um yeah, absolutely. So I didn't really do a whole lot of like prep because I kind of figured we we, we we talked about having an episode about this, but since you did ask, I will say um obviously besides the Tony Hawk Pro Skater that that had a lot of impact on me musically as it did just about everyone our age. Yeah, I was going to write that um, down on a piece of paper and be like, yeah, I knew yeah. you would say Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what you're going to be dramatic about? Yeah, but <laughs> um okay this is gonna be so weird this is gonna blow your mind well probably not because we may have actually talked about it um i gotta find the playlist because i've found it before Uh, yeah the the i'll I'll just hop in real fast the other two like honorable mentions quote unquote that i was gonna bring up was the tony hawk set of games because tony hawk was the first time i heard acdc by the way and then uh the guitar hero games Nice. Um, because obviously, you know, 
they have a very particular and very interesting song selection. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. Did you find it? Okay, I found it. Yep. So I specifically remember the first time I heard most of these songs was playing this video game over at one of my buddy's house. Um, I was spending the weekend with him and he had NCAA football 2006. And we basically played that game all weekend. Oh. And it's not, a, you, most people have no idea what, like what, what this soundtrack is, but there, when I think thinking back, like kind of similar experience to you, most of the songs that I love now, I f- first heard, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. We're good. You good? Getting a little emotional. Yeah, that was weird. That was like a sneeze erp. It's like a burp it was and like a sneeze. A... <laughs> it was like a sneeze cough. Um, okay, so here it is. Um, Bad Religion, The Clash, um, Mother Love Bone, No Effects, Pixies. What? <laughs> In a football game? Yes. You're In shitting me. Mother Love Bone. 2006. Is... That is wild. <laughs> Uh, the Pixies, Super Chunk. There was a one of the songs that stuck out to me most at that time was the Pie Tasters, Out All Night. That was kind of like my getting into ska music. <laughs> it's ska. It's ska. That was I mean, my ska phase. It's very much like uh, some of the songs are like amazing, like like The Clash and Mother Love Bone, and then they're like, okay, well Tony Hawk seems to be doing a lot of ska. Guys. We gotta throw one song. <laughs> we gotta throw one ska song in there, yeah. and. Um, no, it was, it, I loved it. <laughs> Guided by voices. Um, what? Yeah, this one is this playlist specifically is only fourteen songs long, but I very much yeah, remember just about all of them. Wow, They're dude! Amazing. Yeah, wow, that is mind blowing. That they were like no effects, mother love bone. In a, in a college football game in, in a college exactly that was my biggest takeaway is like none of my friends like really cared that much about it because they were like but yeah I, I don't know they weren't as passionate about music as i was uh but i they just wanted to play football and i'm like what the fuck is this and it turned out to be train in vain by the clash which is to this day one of my favorite songs i put it on my funeral playlist uh because that means that much to me and it was because yeah. of this video game Wow, that's really cool, man. Also, super funny yeah. image. All your buddies sitting around like playing, and you're like, "Hey, shut, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up." <laughs> can, you- can you can you pause it? What what song's playing right now? Uh, are they doing punk music with trumpets? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Man, there's 20 seconds in the game. Like, shut up, real quick. Shut up." Because what do you do? You couldn't like hop. Well, I guess it's 2006, but yeah, hopping on the internet was not really a thing. I think yeah, in exactly. It took a lot of effort. <laughs> Um, no, that's really, yeah, that's, that's really cool, man. That's really interesting. That is wow. That, cause I was going to say, uh, the only, the only other thing that I, I kind of forgot to mention was like, yeah, I honest to God think the next time that we're hanging out or uh, not a party, but if we're all hanging out or whatever, I honestly think I would throw on one of the vice city radio stations. Cause they're all the full radio stations are on YouTube with all the bits mm. and commercials. Oh, that's awesome. There's also yeah. fictional commercials that are hilarious <laughs> because it's a good playlist and you kind of get a break from the music and everything like that. But yeah, dude, two that. Yeah. NCAA football, 2006, that might be a contender for one of the best video game soundtracks. And it has no reason being that good. No, it, it has zero <laughs> reason. I don't even, I, I mean, that was a really good era for the NCAA games, but I don't even know if that was the best double A, double C, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> NCAA game. Um, but wow, yeah, that's that's really cool. That's, yeah. hmm. 
Yeah, it's badass. Badass. <laughs> that's very cool. All right. Well, that's that's really what I had. Um, but yeah, th- thanks for hopping in with that. That's that's really interesting. Um, but yeah, that's all I had. Um, if you've never played a GTA game, I think you should at least once in your life. I think it's a pretty big video game thing. And if you've never played an NCAA game, you should. Uh, they are going to make a new one at some point. But it's probably just going to be shitty because all the new Maddens are so bad. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Grand Theft Auto would be something that is right up my alley because, like, you you know how what the type of gamer I am. I'm a very, like, you know, low pressure. Like, I, I don't want to have to work too hard. Um, and I kind of feel like that's what GTA is. Just, well, as you mentioned, the the sandbox elements where you can kind of sure. like fuck off with the challenge and be like, okay, well I want to drive around and do this. Well, you, you can. And am I, am I, am I, am I off base? No, you're, you're not in that respect. The only reason I, I'm, I grimaced was like, there the only thing about Grand Theft Auto games is they have some of the most frustrating missions ever invented by me. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> like already I can trigger a whole group of gamers by just saying the train mission in San Andreas. Um, and they will all like collectively like like flinch <laughs> like it's Vietnam because it's a it's a bat it's a well it's a poorly made mission and it's Ooh. very frustrating. But no, you're right though. But the, you're totally right. Is you could just fuck off in Grand Theft Auto <laughs> and there's really no penalty. Like you'll right. just enjoy the game. You'll find <laughs> secrets. You'll stumble upon random people that will give you a mission. Like it's it's Skyrim for people that want to beat up prostitutes you know yeah, exactly which i am so yeah <laughs> which, sign me which up. i do want to do i do, want to do. <laughs> um all right well that that wraps up this little video game endeavor um, eli's video game corner eli's you're bringing it back man we're <laughs> is this really the same podcast i'm realizing I think it is yeah <laughs> We, we just we should totally drop the eli's video game corner <laughs> the theme in i'll send it to you yeah i will because it's good Outstanding. All right, that was uh, one of the many themes that Mitch invented, which are really good. And I, at this point, think we should just sell to people and make money. I think so too. Well, <laughs> I think you would get all the money. Well, would I get money for Eli's video game corner if my name is part of the title? I mean, your name is in it. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're entitled to something. Yeah. I mean, not 50 50. I'm not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually say, yeah, completely fair because I did nothing to, to help. Um, all right. Anyways, Mitch, well, let's, let's wrap this old puppet up. Uh, what have you been cranking? I have been cranking um, Eddie Hazel from the lead guitarist from Funkadelic. Um, after he left, uh, Funkadelic, he did a couple solo albums and they're really good, man. Hmm. He is a brilliant guitarist. Um, it's kind of like psychedelic and this is, we're talking like late seventies, early eighties. Um, he does a couple really cool covers, um, on some of his albums. I just actually recently picked up one of his albums on vinyl, which is kind of one kind of why I wanted to go back down that uh funkadelic eddie hazel guitar licks um 
rabbit hole. He's he does a cover of California Dreamin' that's really good. He does a cover of I Want You by the Beatles, which is probably my favorite Beatles song. Um is that, really good. Is that the one that literally is like I want you? Yes. <laughs> I want you so bad. Yeah. Because it's I want you parentheses, she's so heavy. She's so heavy. Because it's yes. technically two Ooh. songs. Well, Okay. I don't, whatever the Beatles. Well, sorry. No, sorry. No, I'm, I was just <laughs> clarifying. I'm sorry. No, man, you're, you're good. Um, but yeah, he's a really, really good funk guitarist that um, it honestly sounds like an extension of Jimi Hendrix. Like his his tone, sure. the stuff he does on guitar is Hendrix-esque with a little bit more funk. Right. Um, yeah, Hendrix was I wouldn't a blues say guy. he's like as good of a guitarist, but it's, it, it's kind of, his tone for sure reminds me a lot of Jimi Hendrix. Um, so yeah, man, go, go listen to Eddie Hazel if you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> I, I mean, I definitely have listened to Funkadelic and everything, but no, I definitely, uh, I would like to, cause that's really interesting. And the Jimi Hendrix comparison is interesting too, because yeah, uh, Hendrix was definitely a blues guy. Everything he mm-hmm. did was rooted in the blues. Yeah. Um, but to hear somebody, I mean, I'm sure probably an inspiration for Eddie there, it would be kind of interesting to hear him like rock that tone. And the, well, that's one of the coolest parts about Funkadelic is like, yeah, or funk from that time of being mm-hmm. still a lot of roots and rock and yeah, absolutely. Big well, I mean, and fuzz. we talked about it last episode last week. Um, the uh, the new Lil Yachty album had that, and and I think that's kind of what got me into it a little bit too. Like the the, the first song on that new Lil Yachty album has a very maggot brain esque type guitar solo, and that's all Eddie Hazel. The the, the guitar right. part in maggot brain is one of my favorite yeah. it's such a long song but it's so fucking intense and it's, he just does such a good job with it yeah it's it borders on being scary yeah like to me like <laughs> if i really listen to it it's like this is terrifying <laughs> yeah you know i love it so much um but okay dig it um well i have been cranking it could not i, I legitimately think could not be further away from Eddie Hazel. Uh, I've been listening to Rick Wakeman, baby. Oh, yes. You've been hearing about him. It now I want to talk about him. <laughs> so I finally gave um, the concept album about Henry VIII and his six wives a listen. I gave it a spin, and I checked it out. Wow, there's a lot of keyboards uh, <laughs> off the gate. <laughs> Holy shit. I, so here lately, I've been listening to albums that are about one fucking thing. So I listened to Brian Bowers and his auto harp yeah, masterpiece uh-huh. that is The View From Home. And I listened to Rick Wakeman just fucking doing cocaine and just like, <laughs> like how many keyboards can I put on one song? 20 i just pictured you know you know how like sometimes albums like vinyl will have like little reviews of like the album Uh, but i'm actually looking at this one right now because i was pricing this this morning i got this elliot smith album um and then it's it's got this little review it's a reissue eric adams from the av club says either or was his breakout moment a perfect album defined by its imperfections i just pictured you (laughs) like reviewing uh, (laughs) rick wakeman holy shit there's a lot of keyboards (laughs) yeah God, I want that Put job. Put that on a hype sticker. <laughs> I want that job because I guarantee you, I, I'd get you to pick it up. Hey, do you like keyboards? Good fucking thing if you're planning on buying this. <laughs> it's pretty much the cost of entry is you must like synthesizers. <laughs> um, 
that's that's great. <laughs> but it it is an instrumental album, and it and it and it was solid. It was really solid. The musicianship is next level. Um, I dug a, the one song that I thought might end up on the playlist would be the song Anne Boleyn. That was the most, <laughs> of course. Yeah, it was about Anne Boleyn. Don't tell me fucking why. Apparently, you she was say. also really into keyboards. <laughs> there seems to be a lot. Um, no, but um, it, it was definitely interesting. Um, it, I mean, yeah, God, Rick. Wait, I mean, God, does he love synthesizers? But holy shit, can he play one? Because I mean, he is just all over the place. But I, the the biggest takeaway I had from it, would I tell you to listen to the whole thing? I don't know. You could probably pick out a couple songs and you kind of get it. Um, but I, I'm appalled, nay, flabbergasted, <laughs> that no one has had Rick Wakeman do a score for a movie. Oh yeah, because what this album sounded like to me was the score of like a 70s heist movie hmm. with maybe a little bit too much harpsichord. So maybe take that out. <laughs> and then, God, I keep coming. If I hear another album that has anything that sounds like a harpsichord on it, I'm going to freak out because I don't know <laughs> if I've made it clear. I hate the harpsichord. It is the, oh, yeah. the most annoying <laughs> instrument. I cannot believe that it was ever popular, even in classical music era. I fucking hate them. <laughs> The only thing cool about a harpsichord is that the uh, they flip the key color, so the flats and sharps, the what would normally be black keys are white, and what normally mm. would be white were black keys. That's a cool look. Otherwise, fuck fuck the harpsichord. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, no, the I honestly thought the album sounded like the score for a seventy size movie. Like I really, mm. uh, there's definitely moments where it happens. I think Anne Boleyn is the one song that had the most like. It changed the most, but it also like really kind of got me to be like, I this could be in a movie. Like, has he scored a movie? Because he really should. Because it, I just I think he would do a phenomenal job. Because because yeah. I think that's how his brain works. That's why there's a song that's like 15 minutes, and it's just uh, what time? Hey, Rick, what time signature should we play in? I don't know, man. Fuck all of them. All right, you're <laughs> you're Mr. Wakeman. <laughs> And they just go through like it's 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 he's a musical genius is the best Ooh. way to put it. it. It's over my head. Yeah, there's just so much <laughs> coming at you. So, but it was cool. So, I mean, if you've never listened to Rick Wakeman, I think you should. I mean, he's definitely a genius, and a lot of people love him. He's got a pretty. He did a Christmas album in which he did all these old classics like Silent Night, shit like that. And basically, what he did was, I think he sat down at a piano and said. You know what I don't like about Christmas music? There's not enough notes. Because <laughs> basically, he'll be playing out Silent Night, like Silent Night. Do, 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 That's awesome. That's kind of all he did. But he basically took Christmas music, like, what if Little Drummer Boy was in, like, 5-4? That's amazing. Have I have I told you about? I've got a couple albums that are really fun, and I, I have I have like two of them now because um, they're always really cheap in the like the dollar bin when you go to a record store. Basically, um, I have one in particular that I love. It's called Country Moog. I think it's it's. I think this full title is like Switched on Nashville Country Moog. So basically what it is is this is album this random album that got put out in the 80s where they did covers of these country songs 
on a Moog synthesizer. Oh God, I was I was really hoping <laughs> I was going to be wrong about what I thought it, is, it was. Nope, you are exactly right. Um, it is what it sounds like, and it is so fucking weird. Um, and I love it. Yeah, because it can't be good, right? That can't be good. I mean, it's it's a little good. Okay, okay. Uh, it's it, no, it's mostly not very good, but it's just it's mostly funny. I think is why I, why I bought it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm. I, you know, in all fairness, I don't know what that sounds like, but what my brain comes up with is pretty bad. It's yeah. <laughs> you should definitely check. It. I, I would like to hear it. Yeah, I would love to hear what it actually sounds like because in my head, it's pretty terrible. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but all right, guys. Well, that's what we've been cranking. Thank you for checking out this one. We're three deep. Yes, sir. I don't like that I said that. That was. <laughs> I felt a little. I was gonna blow past it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I no. We should call me out. That was that was pretty weird fucking thing to say. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time. Um, and in the meantime, <sighs> Scotty, beam us up. Beam us up, Scotty. <laughs>